Hello and welcome to Sounds Heal Podcast. I am your host, Natalie Brown, and thank you so much for joining me as we continue to explore the fields of sound healing, sound therapy, and generally the use of sound for health and wellness. Today we have with us Susie Shefflin, the founder of the Copper Vessel and the Sound Healers Academy, and we explore her background, her challenges, and really some amazing transformation she experienced after the challenges of addiction, anxiety, uh, alcoholism, and navigating those challenges, hitting rock bottom, and what sparked, what led her to now what she offers so much light to so many people. It's truly an, an inspiring story. She's very open and vulnerable with about her path and some amazing experiences she now has uh, connecting with others, coaching and mentoring others. So a poignant time as we end 2022, going into 2023 to have this inspiration to, to feel this blessing and brightness from Susie. This podcast is sponsored by the Ohm Shop and Spa located in Sarasota, Florida. They offer the United States largest showroom of vibrational tools, and they can really help assist you if you're looking to up-level your sound healing practice. So please do visit theomshop.com, or of course, if you're ever in Sarasota, Florida, check them out in person and their luxury spa as well. So thank you very much to the Ohm Shop for their sponsorship and support of this podcast. And I also wanna thank all of you for your support and listening or watching this podcast. Uh, it really means a lot that you are investing time and learning as well as you listen to these episodes. And so please do subscribe, like all the things so even more people can access these archives of wonderful conversations and perspectives in the field of sound work. Please enjoy this episode with Susie Shefflin. All right, Susie, great to be with you. Thank you so much for joining us for this podcast. It's a blessing to have you. Thank you for having me. It's so wonderful to be here with you, Natalie. Thank you. And I would love to start, you know, you have such a, a beautiful journey, your story of transformation. So let's go back, you know, wherever you want to, those kind of things that really initiated these sparks into your transformation, your own personal journey. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. It's been an incredible journey um, and really a lifelong journey. And when I look back, um, it began at a very young age. So I remember when I was very, very young, uh, feeling very connected to energy, to vibration and, and really to angels. And yeah, when I was, I think even like two, three years old, um, I would always talk to my mom about angels, ask her about them. I always wanted to dress up as an angel for Halloween. And she created a lullaby for me about angels. And um, I, I remember feeling this greater sense of connection beyond what other people could see. When I was about seven years old, which I now know is when we experienced one of our first major shifts in consciousness, I, I became very afraid. I lost touch with, with the angelic realm and with those with the understanding of energies that I'd had. And 
I began to lose my hair. I started to have nightmares about fire at that time um, and to experience a condition which I now know is called alopecia areata. So I started to have bald spots and my mom couldn't, you know, wrap her head around it. She was like, what's, what's wrong with my daughter? You know, I was this, this healthy little girl who was losing her hair. And so she took me to Western doctors who at that point just said, alopecia, there's no cause, there's no cure. Sorry, we can't help. So then she began to take me to other holistic healers, energy healers, um, homeopathic doctors, Ayurvedic practitioners, acupuncturists. And I began this quest to figure out what was wrong with me? Why was, why was my hair falling out? And all the while, as this was taking place, I, I, I became very anxious. I developed this belief that something was wrong with me. You know, my hair is falling out. Why is this happening? Everyone seems to be concerned. I don't want anyone to know. And I kept it as my biggest secret. So my mind got very, very loud and it was really a lot of the time, all I could think about, you know, can someone tell that my hair is falling out and I wanted to keep it a secret so that I could be safe. Um, and when I was in middle school, yeah, when I was in middle school, I was about 12 years old. That was when I first tried alcohol and right away, it was like this thing I could do. I could, I could drink alcohol and it would quiet my mind. And I felt tingly. I felt buzzy. And then the more I drank, the quieter my mind got until it was like I was totally checked out. I was gone. And from that early age, you know, really in high school is when I began actually drinking. It was like I would go to parties um, and my friends would be drinking and, and I would drink and do it in this way that it allowed me to check out, quiet my mind and totally escape. So that was, that was my solution, you know, to the suffering that I was experiencing internally. And all the while I was going to, um, Western doctors at that point, getting injections in my scalp every month, hundreds of shots of steroids to try to get my hair to grow back, which it would at that point, it was just a spot here, a spot there. Um, and I would get the shot, it would grow back and then it would fall out over here. So yeah, it was, it was crazy. And it was really it was stressful on top of the stress that I already experienced of feeling like there was something wrong with me and having my hair fall out. Um, so my hair was falling out. I turned to alcohol as my solution in high school and then in college. And to most people, it just looked like a party. You know, it just looked like a high schooler or a college kid who liked to drink, liked to have a good time. But on the inside, I was feeling more and more disconnected from who I truly was, you know, and I would wake up after a night of drinking and just feel so much shame, so much shame. And it took me down a dark path where after I graduated from college, I realized, oh, this loud, these loud thoughts in my mind and this, this fearful thinking, it's anxiety. So I got all these prescriptions. I went to doctors again and they prescribed me you know, certain prescription pills to help me feel better. And then I mix them with alcohol and I mix them with other drugs and it got really bad where I now was not only blacking out when I drank, I was also passing out. And I was in New York City and I would pass out in a bar or in a taxi and I would wake up in the emergency room, not knowing what had happened, not knowing how I'd gotten there. 
So um, it was, it was not good. And I started to really realize like, this isn't a way to live. You know, if I keep going like this, I'm not going to live. And I was trying to stop drinking and I started asking for help. I, I went to therapy at times. I even took um, another, another drug called antabuse, which if you take it and you drink on it, you will get physically ill. And I still would reach for alcohol. You know, I just felt so uncomfortable with who I was. And anytime I was in a social setting or like starting to feel emotions that were uncomfortable, I had to reach for a glass of wine or whatever it was. So it continued and I was struggling and I would try and I would go for three months or six months and keep coming back to either a joint or a glass of alcohol or a pill until I hit rock bottom in 2015 when it got to a point where I didn't want to live. I remember there was um, a day where I'd been drinking all day. I went to a concert and I came home and I just felt so stuck and frustrated and I hated myself so much because I just, I wanted to feel better and I felt so angry at the world and angry at, I didn't really have a strong connection with God at that time, but it was, it was like, I was angry at God. Why, why is my hair falling out? Why can I feel at peace? Why does every attempt that I make to try to feel better just lead me down this darker path? So by the grace of God, after one night um, in the bathtub with all my pills, um, where I really um, had the intention of taking my own life, um, I woke up the next morning and I heard this new voice in my mind, which said, Susie, wake up and live. And yeah, total miracle, truly. And so I went to rehab for 30 days. Um, and I, at that point, I got off all the pills. I stopped drinking. Um, and for 30 days, I got clean and sober. And I was in this sort of bubble where I could focus on healing. And in rehab, um, I began a daily gratitude practice. I began meditating every day. I practiced yoga. I received Reiki healing. Um and I developed this connection with the moon. There was a full moon eclipse while I was there. And I remember looking up and seeing the moon turn orange and feeling sort of this sense like I had felt as a little girl of this connection to something beyond myself, something greater than what I knew, what I had been experiencing and this sense of hope, you know, and um, in, in life. And I also got to do music therapy in rehab which was my first experience working with sound as a healing modality consciously. And it didn't look like the way that I share sound healing today. It was, I mean, it started off by just listening to music and she would say, pick a song and, and listen to it and, and feel. And, oh my gosh, I remember after one session going out and there was a fireplace that re or no, a, a fire pit at the rehab that I was at. And I just went out and I just cried. I just cried. And it was like, I cried years of tears that had been stuck within me, you know? And when I got out of rehab, um, I continued a meditation practice. I continued a gratitude practice. And um, I started to notice, you know, these 
these signs and and messages from the universe, whether it was like an angel number or just hearing someone say exactly what I needed in that moment, I started to really see how God in the universe was working for me, you know, how it was always unfolding in my favor. And yeah. And I started to follow the messages and the signs and take them as confirmation and validation. And that led me to eventually move out to California. And at that point I was still feeling really anxious, having panic attacks sometimes every day. Um, and I went to a sound bath. My aunt, I came out here and she said, let's go to a sound bath. And a lot of times when people experience a sound bath for the first time, they're like, what is a sound bath? What do I need to do? Do I need to take my clothes off? Like, am I getting in a bath? I didn't have any of that. It was like this knowing, this knowing. I was like, yes, sound bath, of course. Of course, this is what we're going to do. And in that experience, um, it was like coming home, coming home. I felt a sense of peace. I felt a sense of wholeness. I felt really a sense of what I'd been searching for, for all those years. Um, and so I kept going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can, I can, when you were just expressing about that first sound bath, I, I can sense that you still have, you still hold that feeling with you because it was so profound to to your transformation at that time I can see that in you that energy is still there wow mm. well thank you for you know the, the struggles uh that you share really are a part of um, how you offer light to others you know just mm. actually going through those things navigating them um and to hit rock bottom and find the other side of it you know be able to you know bring forth the new is um such a difficult but beautiful uh, thing that you share that makes you really special that you know that you're shining your light after experiencing all that so thank you for so openly sharing that with me and and to others as well thank you thank you for listening <laughs> so what uh came next so you experienced a sound bath you experienced quite a lot that sounds like that the rehab that you were at really allowed you to to dig deep and almost get some moments of wonderment that you had been missing, you know, since maybe even childhood. So what were the next steps for you? What came next? So I kept going to sound baths and I had just moved across the country. I didn't know very many people. So I got involved in a sober community and I went to sound baths and that was it. Like I had my day job. And then after that, it was going to meetings and going to sound baths. Um, and I experienced sound baths with different practitioners, you know, and I, I would say, oh, that's so cool. We used our voices in this one. Oh, that's so cool. He played a gong. Or, oh, that's so cool. This one was with crystal bowls. So I started to really have a variety of different experiences receiving sound healing. I also, um, through the first sound bath that I went to, the woman who led that, she was connected with a beautiful Reiki master named Andrea. And so I started to receive Reiki healings as well. So I started to do a few different experience, receive a few different types of, of energy healing on a regular basis. Um, and after a few months of that, and at that point, people were looking at me like everyone in my life was like, Susie, what are you doing? Because I, I mean, in addition to the internal struggles, I mean, externally, if you look, if I look at pictures of myself, like I had gained, I was 40 pounds overweight, the light had gone out of my eyes. 
I looked just like I was carrying so much heaviness and I was physically carrying it as a reflection of that. And people were like, what's happening? Like you are lighter. I was losing weight. The light was back in my eyes. I was like, I'm going to these sound baths. And where I grew up on the East coast at that point in Connecticut, people didn't know what a sound bath was. People were like, what are you, what are, you, what are these sound baths you're going to? So I went to a breathwork sound bath one Saturday night. And in the experience, I felt this guidance that was like, Susie, you need to learn this. You need to learn this so that you can share this because you have a deeper purpose to help people. So I woke up from that sound bath and I went to the practitioner who his name is Guy Douglas. He's an amazing, amazing um, sound practitioner. And I said, Guy, um, I want to learn this. How, how can I learn this? And he said, I've actually been working with someone. She's been assisting me for seven years and she just decided to go off on her own. Um, so I need, I need some help. And if you would help me, I'd be happy to teach you. So I started learning and studying and assisting Guy. And at that point, I thought, I just thought it was so cool. I was like, this is amazing. Like I get to come, I get to play the gong. I get to, it was like, I felt like a kid in a candy shop, you know, nothing made me happier than coming to be of service and to learn and to experience and to hold space. And he hosts such beautiful events. So I started to study with him and had an amazing experience. Um, and then that next spring, so I was studying with him for about six months. And then I, with my Reiki master, Andrea, who I'd been receiving healings from, I received my first Reiki attunement. Um, and then shortly after that, I read a book called The Surrender Experiment by Michael A. Singer. And I had been feeling from months, months, months back, you know, I have a deeper purpose. I need to learn this. I need to share this. And yet I'd still been showing up every day to my corporate job. It was great. It paid the bills. I had my health insurance. It was comfy, cozy, but I had been feeling within me, you know, this isn't in alignment with my spirit anymore. Susie, you have deeper work to share but I didn't want to quit because I was scared. I didn't know any other way. Um, but I read that book, The Surrender Experiment. And I literally, I said out loud, I was like, I surrender, put me on my path. And maybe an hour later, my boss called me. And she said, basically that there was a new role in the company that they wanted me to take on, which was a position that I did not want to do. Um, and I knew in my heart, I was like, this is not, this is not a promotion that I want. This is putting me in the opposite direction of where my soul is calling me. It was a, pulling me back deeper into corporate. And I said, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't accept this. I can't take this role. And she said, well, actually, if you don't, then you won't have your job. <laughs> she wouldn't even fire me. She was just like, so I, I said, okay, then it is what it is. <laughs> and without planning it, like, thank you universe. I surrender message received in that moment. It, it happened. And, um, I quit my job and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I called my mom and I was like, mom, I just quit my job. And she's like, Susie, it's much easier to find a job when you have a job. Why would you do that? And I said, mom, I'm not finding another job. Mom. I said, I'm a healer now. And this is my mom in Greenwich, Connecticut. Like what, what do you mean you're a healer now? <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about? And I said, I don't know. I just know that I, I have, I have work to do and this has created the space for me to do it. So yeah, <laughs> I didn't. And at that point I had one crystal bowl of my own. Um, I had one frosted crystal bowl. So I 
reached out to a few contacts, including the amazing woman, Arlene, who I'd been to that first sound bath with her. And I said, I need, I need bowls. I'm a sound healer now. Um, and I connected with an amazing woman who sold crystal tone singing bowls. And I went down to Redondo beach and I got my first three crystal alchemy singing bowls. Um, and I began to play them and I began to read every book I could find. And I mentored with her, um, Gerilyn Glass, and I studied and practiced and played and began to share my work. That is amazing. I mean, literally everything led you to this. It just, the door opened and those synchronicities, you know, between Guy just being ready to, to take on another intern or apprentice and and your job, I mean, it's like once we can just kind of um, suspend uh, any of those worries, that disbelief that something's possible, it just, you allow it and it, it can blossom even better than you imagine once you surrender. Truly, truly, yeah. truly, yeah. I love what you said, better than you can even imagine. Better than you, you know, can like imagine. The things that I was imagining were great, but what has actually taken place through surrender is beyond anything I could have dreamed of yeah yeah oh it's so beautiful yeah and the power of the mind is can be you know kind of uh our worst enemy but it can be really our power a powerful tool as well mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. so let's talk about you know I don't know exactly the order of how this developed for you but you are the founder of the copper vessel you have the sound healers academy I mean this has really blossomed for you um at an amazing rate and just people are so open. I think it's because it's so needed right now. Um, when did you launch the Copper Vessel? And you, can you talk a little bit about what that means, the origin of naming it that? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So a few months before I had taken my first Reiki training and a few months before I left my job um, when I was studying with Guy, um, I, felt this business coming through. You know, I knew I was like, there's something greater for me. And I was thinking about it and feeling into it. And what I felt inspired to create first was a platform to just share inspirational messages. So I thought I'll get on Instagram and I'll do that. Um, and I was trying to think of a name and, you know, do I, is it Susie Shovel? And I already had my personal, but I felt like this was separate. I wanted to reestablish it. And one night I woke up in the middle of the night and I had like all these downloads coming through all these names and I had a pen and paper and next to me and I'm writing them all down. And all of a sudden I reached for a glass of water from my bedside table, which I always keep on my bedside table, a copper vessel. And I got that copper vessel when I was in high school. Um, my mom had taken me to an Ayurvedic practitioner um, to try to see, you know, what we could do about healing my experience with alopecia. And one of the things that that practitioner had told me was to drink water from a copper vessel every day. So I had this copper pitcher, this copper vessel on my bedside table. And I just had this thought, hmm, copper vessel. And one of the books that impacted me immensely, um, during my spiritual awakening is The Alchemist. And I loved the idea of of alchemy. And so I, I looked into, you know, what, what does copper symbolize? What does it mean? What's the deeper meaning of this metal, right? Beyond just a pitcher that holds water that has negative ions and can help with <laughs> hair loss and copper conducts energy. You know, it represents the divine feminine. 
it's a metal that is great as an alloy. So it becomes better when it's fused with other metals. It becomes stronger. It has a wider purpose, right? And I love the fact that the word vessel, it's like it's holding things, but also can be, you know, a channel. So this idea that it's not me as like the Susie show, you know, and it's not the golden vessel or the platinum vessel. Like it's a humble, practical healing material substance that becomes what it needs to become in order to serve. So, um, I thought that's beautiful. And I created that as my, as my Instagram. And I started posting quotes on there. And when I left my job, I, I made that as my business name. Um, and how I began my business. I mean, I had no experience creating business. And that's one of the reasons why the Sound Healers Academy, which I'll share a little bit more about as well, um, why it exists. And it's because when I was starting my business, I had no idea what I was doing, <laughs> you know, and they don't teach you in a yoga teacher training most of the time. They don't teach you in a Reiki healer training most of the time, or even in many sound healing trainings how to then take these skills that you're learning and build a business that can actually support and sustain you, right? So I was figuring it out as I went and I reached out to many mentors and I hired coaches and I hired lawyers and accountants and people who could help me learn how to build my business. Um, and so first thing that I did with, with that Instagram and with that name was I created a logo. So my aunt was a graphic, she is a graphic designer and she helped me to create my logo and I built my own website on Squarespace and I just started marketing word of mouth that I'm a sound healer now. And my background in my past life career, um, which was in luxury lifestyle management, I also did a lot of PR and marketing. So I did PR and marketing for a printing company at one point and for a Michelin starred restaurant group at one point. So I had an understanding of how to sort of spread the word. So I started to put the word out there about what I was doing and what I was sharing. Um, and I started to, yeah, build out the marketing materials and I established my business legally. I hired a lawyer to help me form an LLC um, to help me draft legal contracts and waivers and um, agreements so that I could feel safe taking on clients, right? Um, energetically um, and to do it responsibly and to do it legally, which I think is really important, you know, to be grounded in the 3D world as we're sharing this very multidimensional energetic healing. Um, so yeah, that was, that was sort of what happened. And I held my first group sound bath on the beach um, I lived right near the beach and I had gone, actually I had gone on a 10 day silent meditation retreat. I'd gone to sit Vipassana. And while I was there, I, I got this hit that was to go to the beach and just play my bowls and see who would come. So it was July 22nd. I remember, and I texted everyone I knew. I sent out an email to everyone in my contacts and I said, come to my sound bath. I'm going to be playing on the beach. It was a full moon. And 26 people came. I did it by donation. They gave me like $500 in donations. And it was a beautiful event. Um, and from there, I had reached out to meditation studios and they got back to me and they said, we'd love to have you come teach a class. So I started teaching at meditation studios. Um, I began working at treatment centers and sharing with other people who were getting into sobriety and recovery. Um, yeah, and any opportunity that I got, I would just share sound healing. Um, 
<laughs> I feel like I'm talking your head off. No, it's amazing. Yeah, before you go on to talk about uh, the academy, just, you know, the, the beach, 26 people, um, and you've done massive events as well, like thousands of people, like as far as far as like how amazing this is, how it's blossomed for you, what is like a highlight that really stands out for you? Probably that beach, but maybe, is there one other that you just, you really hold with you that this was, this was big, this was profound? Ooh. There's probably a lot. <laughs> There's so many. Um, <laughs> the beach was, I mean, that first one was incredible. I would say another really cool experience that I got to have was um, I got to play singing bowls at the Hollywood Bowl with the LA Philharmonic. So that was amazing. And, and again, another example of how through surrender and trusting and just being open. I, I before that happened, I was in Costa Rica and I was, um, it was a summit of consciousness and I was in a deep meditation. And in that meditation, I saw thousands of people before me and I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to be doing sound baths for a lot of people. And that was just what I took away from it. Um, got out of that that meditation that I'd been in and when I checked my email I had an email from someone that said um we'd love to invite you to play with the LA Phil at the Hollywood Bowl it's two weeks from now are you available and when I look back through these moments whether it's playing on the beach whether it's the moment when I quit my job unexpectedly um when I had the download of the name and created my Instagram or even when I asked Guy you know how do I learn it's like this breadcrumb of inspiration of guidance comes in and the mind wants to say no no listen to that keep doing what you've been doing or you can or who are you to do that but the quiet strong voice of of my soul is like do it you know and I and I'm like okay I just say yes I just say yes and it's it's like this calm feeling and this knowing that yes it's scary and it's working out it's leading to something like you said greater than what I could imagine so I just replied yes to the email I just I was like yes I'm available even though my mind was like is this a scam how did they find you Hollywood Bowl LFO what um but I just said yes and it was incredible there was 14,000 people there it was so beautiful and I just thought you know they weren't coming because it was a sound bath they were coming because it was the LFL and it was the celebration of the 50th anniversary of the moon landing but I got to bring this consciousness right this consciousness of healing to those people and as I walked off stage there were people in in sort of the their picnic tables in the front and they were like what were those things what were those bulls and and they felt it you know it activated them in some way so I love I love having the opportunity to share in mainstream settings where people may not even know what it is and it open something within them you know that's another cool thing I'm, I'm really grateful anyone who flies right now on a united flight has the opportunity in the in-flight entertainment they can experience one of my sound baths it's just right on there to be like listen to a sound bath so someone who's on a plane wow. feeling anxious or traveling somewhere maybe you know maybe they're going home for a funeral who knows and maybe they're having a tough day or they've just not feeling good they can experience a sound bath um it's just in the palm of their hands. So I'm so, so grateful for how these little breadcrumbs have led to incredible opportunities. That is amazing. Wow. And introducing it to people that might never experience it, never have that chance. And that's right. You know, when people ask, well, what is the sound bath? What is this sound healing? Gosh, if they can just experience it, they'll know, they'll, they'll really feel it. And um, that's just so beautiful. It's like a, a lesson in 
and trusting yourself and just really leaning into your path that mm -hmm. the opportunities will be there. It's just, it's limitless. Yeah. Truly. Beautiful. It truly is. Yes. So yeah, tell us a little bit about your, your course offerings through the Academy and, and what that looks like. Yes. So I founded the Sound Healers Academy with the intention of empowering and inspiring other teachers and healers to learn the sacred art and science of sound healing, to embody healing for themselves, um, and to be able to confidently create a business sharing their offerings. So the Sound Healers Academy is a three-month virtual training where we focus on crystal singing bowls. They can be alchemy bowls or they can be frosted crystal bowls. Um, but we learn about the art and science of sound healing. We learn about energy healing in general. Um, we learn about holding space, guiding meditations, creating ceremonies. Um, we have a lot of, we have a very strong emphasis on a personal practice. So students do learn, of course, how to structure sound baths, how to structure one-on-one -on -one sessions, how to work with clients, but it has to begin with them. So we have a lot of structures in place to help hold them accountable and support them in playing their bowls every day and doing breath work and meditation and healing work for themselves um, in order to really fully embody the consciousness and the healing that they were born to share, right? And, and from that, they tap into their own unique alchemy, right? So for me, the way that I share sound healing and the way that my sound baths impact people has a certain essence, you know, and the way that you do is the same. Like it comes from the light of your soul, which of course we're all connected, but the way that it manifests through you comes from you knowing who you truly are and what you're here to offer. So the training, I mean, it's so, that's another, I would say highlight of my life is every time we have a graduation to hear what the students are sharing about how, you know, oh, I thought I was just coming to learn how to play a bowl and my whole life has transformed. I've never felt more confident. I've never felt more a part of a loving community. I've never, I've never dreamed that life could feel easeful. You know, it's still life. Of course, life has challenges and obstacles, but to be able to see the challenges and obstacles from this zoomed out perspective and this beautiful expanded consciousness of it's all happening for me and it's working out better than I can even imagine. No, so it's it's an amazing training and it's so much fun. And another thing that I love, I, I could talk about forever, but um, I bring in a lot of amazing masterclass teachers. So I teach the core curriculum. Um, there's a team of mentors that supports the training. So everyone in the training gets really, really hands-on guidance, support. Um, you're in a group chat, you have a mentor you can reach out to with any questions, any challenges, anything that's coming up. If you're having a breakdown, we help guide you to a breakthrough. Um, but then the masterclass teachers come in and teach on subjects like the legal elements of having a healing practice. So I'll bring in a lawyer, the marketing elements. So someone will come in to teach on digital marketing and building your brand. Um, we'll bring in other supplemental offerings like cacao and creating cacao ceremonies or mantra and chanting, or, you know, we have a deep dive into music theory, or we'll have someone to teach astrology. So things that might potentially inspire the students, you know, not everyone's going to feel called to astrology or not everyone's going to feel called to cacao, but it might help to activate other things that help to expand their practice. So it's a really robust training. Um, 
and it's so much fun. We just had a master class today. Um, an incredible teacher named Rebecca Rivera came in to teach about yoga nidra and and holding space. So um, it's it's so much fun. It's like the best three months, and at the end, everyone's like, "Wait, it's over!" I'm like, "It's not over because we have an incredible alumni community." So the training continues even after it's concluded and we have connection calls we're going to have retreats next year um it's it's such a beautiful training and I'm so honored that I get to guide it (laughs) oh wow that sounds fabulous I mean it sounds inspirational for for everyone involved and and you're right with those master classes or just introducing people to these different ways these different approaches again is a reminder just how limitless this field is Right. Everybody has their own way. Yeah. And it's just finding that. Yeah. Uh, well, really one uh, final question, or maybe it'll go into two. Um, but really kind of this time we're in, we're at the end of uh, 2022, going into 2023. Um, maybe just kind of a sense of both your perspective um, for the people that you're working with, what you think is important to note as we're going into the winter season, this kind of more inner work season, but also like for you personally, uh, what are you really excited about right now? What um, it like? What curiosity is coming forth? So kind of the perspective of an energetic collective uh, perspective mm. of right now, but also for yourself too. So I feel so excited about what is to come. I feel a sense of just great expansion. I think that people are, it's it's a challenging time to be on earth right now, but it's leading us to incredible awakening. And for me, I just feel so inspired and excited to continue creating opportunities to be of service and to empower people. And I have really exciting things happening in the Sound Healers Academy. Um, and this time of year, it's like a push-pull. You know, as you mentioned, as we approach the solstice, it's especially in the Northern Hemisphere, it's it's the darkest time of the year. It's an invitation to go within. And I think it's natural for our souls to quietly but strongly whisper, go within, reflect, digest. You know, this year is the year that we've really come out of the pandemic. So much has happened. So much has happened over the past two years. Like there's so much to digest. And as the world has returned back to some sense of normalcy, right, we're being pulled outward more than ever, you know? And I think what took place during the pandemic was beautiful. We got to be inside, but we also got desensitized to like that external pull. And now it's like the holiday season and hustle bustle and do this and do that and go out and celebrate and look to the future and next year and newness and this, just as I shared, I'm like, I'm so excited for what's to come. But I think the invitation is really to slow down and pause and reflect, reflect. I I learned of of a beautiful practice. Um, It's, I mean, it's not revolutionary, but it's something that I'm going to be doing for the first time personally this year, which is to spend a day reflecting on each month of the year. So to really take a full day reflecting on January and digesting it, right? a full day reflecting and digesting on February and so on and so forth. And I heard someone say recently that wisdom doesn't come from experience. It comes from reflecting on experience. So really taking time right now to go within and reflect on all the experiences that we've had over the past two years, over this past year, 
and digest it. You know, we live in a, we live in a society where it's more, 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 but we've eaten a really big meal. And I think it's time to digest it, take it in and integrate it so that we can move into the new year, having embodied the lessons, the blessings and the healing that has been available for us already in this, in this year that we've just moved through. Right. I love that. Yeah. It's almost uh, reflecting on, on this year, but also what do we want to bring into the next season? You know, what do we want to keep integrating and and moving on with? And, oh, that's beautiful. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Well, any last things you want to leave us with? Any, any last, uh, words for you know people just getting into this field of sound healing or anything that we should um, be looking for coming up from you Mm. I would say words of wisdom about working with sound and it kind of ties into that last message message that I shared which is that you know sound is pure creative potential it opens us up to the infinite possibilities of who we are and sound helps to move energy and so really again reflecting on what you are letting go of, you know, what you're releasing. And I think sound in my experience personally, and in the people that I've worked with, it can help us to shed all that we are not so that we can remember who we are. So if you're listening to this and you're interested in sound healing and, or you're beginning your path, your journey with sound healing, or even if you're far down that path, like really allowing sound to be this conscious tool for for release, for shedding, and for remembering, and for coming home, you know, um, knowing that you are already perfect and whole and complete, you know, and that's, that's what I learned, and that's why I'm sitting here with no hair on my head today by choice, because working with sound helped me to recognize and release that self-judgment and all the things that I picked up throughout my life that weren't me, the stories, the beliefs, that I wasn't already whole. And, and to recognize this knowing that if, if God, if the universe wanted me to have hair, I would have it, (laughs) you know, and to accept who I am exactly the way that I am. So, um, yeah, using sound as a tool for remembering, I think is something that I'd love to leave people with, you know, remembering that you already have all that you need. And if, you want to explore that journey further with me. If you have questions about anything that I've shared, um, if you want to relax with me, I have a monthly sound healing membership, which has live events every month for the new and full moons and for the solstices and equinoxes, um, as well as a whole extensive on-demand library of sound baths for all different intentions. Um, I would love to share that with you, the Copper Vessel Collective Membership. Um, If you'd like to learn more about the Sound Healers Academy, I would love to connect and I'm happy to personally get on a call. I'd be careful. I don't know how many people are listening to this, but happy to personally get on a call with anyone who's interested or has questions about it um, to see how, how it might serve you and help support you in your journey. So I'm here on earth. I know to serve, to be of service and to help spread a message of healing and empowerment and unconditional love. And I hope that something that I've said today has inspired you um, and anyone who's listening and um, offered a message of hope, you know, that anything is possible, you know, when we let go of all that we're not, when we let go of the fear and the stories and open to the truth and the wholeness of who we really are. 
Well, thank you so much, Susie, for being here with us, for sharing so much and being open and really leading from your heart, from your higher guidance and shining your light so bright. You truly are an inspiration. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for tuning into this episode of Sounds Heal Podcast, sponsored by the Ohm Shop and Spa. And keep up to date with what's coming up next at soundshealstudio.com. Check things out on Facebook at Sounds Heal Studio. And you can listen to all previous podcasts as well as music meditations on the YouTube channel at Sounds Heal Studio. Be well and stay tuned. <laughs>